0: Hey, good morning, Eastern Oregon, and welcome to this January 4th version of AM Live on EOA. We're glad to have you with us and Happy New Year! Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year, man.
1: This is my first show
0: since Happy New Year. Happy yeah. New Year!
1: Happy New Year, yeah. Happy
0: New Year. yeah. It's the First Friday.
1: It's first Monday for me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, man.
0: these these weeks have been weird. This it's is just, the last of three weeks that have been short. So it'll yeah. look like. And then next it's just week is back yeah.
1: to normal life in the grind. Yeah. Three we got. It's crazy that it's already 2024.
0: I know it. It
1: really is. Where 2023 go? I,
0: I know it. I, I forgot to turn my phone off.
1: It seems like we were just sitting here talking about 2022 being gone.
0: Yeah. And
1: now all of a sudden 2023 is gone.
0: Well, yeah. And we're busy. Yeah, I mean these shows just click by super yeah. quick. Yeah. yeah. they definitely do. And it doesn't do. doesn't seem like, yeah, I mean Yeah, it's just crazy how fast it all goes by.
1: The ball drop was was good this year. There was a lot of people. The weather was nice.
0: <laughs> it had was a good turnout. There was there was. Uh, they talked about it last night at the uh, city, council. city council meeting. Yeah, that they really kind of need some police uh, presence. Presence. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I took a video of the uh, afterwards the fireworks yeah. that yeah. got shot off that big fireworks. Yeah. yeah. Just shoot a firework display off right in the middle of town. Not even. Yeah. yeah. It at dawn. You know,
0: and it and it worked out okay. Nobody got hurt, but yeah. it's like it was just. Just right on, you know, right on the cusp of right the wrong the wrong people, yeah, the (laughs) wrong people involved. It just could have been a little weird. Yeah,
1: why was why isn't there any police presence there? Well, I don't. They probably only got a couple guys on,
0: right? Well, and it's already a pretty busy night for them. That's true. They're out. They're out looking for
1: uh, DUI. Yeah, but they probably didn't have very. I mean, if it's like history for the past, you know, right. twenty years or so, they probably didn't have many DUIs because of
0: the Loveland. Yeah. Safe ride. I don't know. We will have to get a report on how they did and
1: usually they, the last couple years Jerry's messaged me within
0: a week of yeah the first to, to say hey, you know, we had zero DUIs. Yeah. No, and and somebody uh, Gabe mentioned the other day we should have Jerry on and talk about how how it went or maybe it was Bennett I don't know but yeah no appreciate Loveland and Safe Ride and what they do yeah that's a pretty cool program yeah and it's that's not it's cool. not just that I just I mean Kevin is super invested in the community Yep. you know I mean and the, a lot of our business Rock and Sons are the same way I mean North Northwest Furniture, Furniture and yeah. yeah I mean if you looked at the amount of money that they give in local support every year. Yeah, it's it would probably be staggering. It, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. for sure. Yeah.
1: You know, like with uh with Loveland, like you, you pretty much have to be invested in your community in that job. Yeah. Right. I mean, thankfully
0: he's the right person for you know that him yeah. to be doing. Well right? I mean I don't I I mean I I've, I've not known many funeral home owners that were quite as outspoken yeah, yeah usually they're like normally more... they're a little bit more part of the woodwork weird yeah, <laughs> I, <just> yeah.
1: Wanna... <laughs> I mean they are undertakers. you know right? <laughs> it's funny there's
0: there's a there's a movie that has Jack Black in it and he is an Undertaker
2: huh. yeah it.
0: and it is so and he's like the happy Undertaker yeah That's funny. and it is it's a good movie and when I watched it I, thought, I told Kevin I was like you gotta watch that you know uh, so
1: on the post about the, that I made about Loveland being out on the air somebody said oh, it's ironic that the the you know the funeral home is the one that's doing this and I didn't comment but I'll say it now um, it, it it's because it's not because he's the funeral home he has a personal tie to, his best friend died drinking and driving right so it's like there's a personal tie it has nothing to do with the funeral home yeah I mean it's it's his heart saying what can i do in remembrance of my buddy and what can i do to let people know that they shouldn't be drinking and driving and yeah. this is what i can do
0: yeah yep yeah. So, pretty awesome
1: pretty awesome
0: yeah well you want to do sports let's do it all right
1: am sports report brought to you by hobby habit right here in the grand 411 first street go check them out um they got The selection in there is crazy. They have everything from condomas to Legos, magic The gathering cards, STEM products for your kids. Hobby Habit in Legrand just for the fun of it. Um, Let's talk about Peasley first. Um, This last weekend, he played his final college game, the Arizona Barstool Sports Bowl. Um, I got some pictures to roll during this. Uh, He started off his college career at Utah State and then transferred to Wyoming. Um, this last game of his career, they beat Tulane 16-15, to and I have a quote here from, from Peasley. Peasley said, obviously, six years in college football is a pretty long time. It's been a great ride in these last two years at Wyoming. Have been super special for me. I talked to the team yesterday. I'm b- very blessed with how they welcomed me in. There's been some ups and downs. We didn't reach all of our goals this year, but we want a bowl game to finish on top. I'm very thankful to be part of this team and be around the guys I've met here. Pretty good, you know. I think that transfer to Wyoming for Peasley was a very good choice in his career. Um, when the Arkansas State coach took over at Utah State, he brought his quarterback with him, and Peasley was going to be on the bench essentially. And he said, "I don't. I want to play." and he ended up transferring to Wyoming under Coach Bowl and he played his last two years there. And it was he, he had a really good year this year. He was good. He was Mountain West Player of the Week uh, twice. He had a really good career. Um, what a bright spot for our community, you know what I mean? And the people of our community have really rallied behind him. You know, there's pictures of him in businesses downtown. It's just—it's a really cool thing. Next up. Well, the grand senior Kai Carson has decided to follow his brother and has signed to continue his academic and athletic career as a Mountie. Man, that Mountie wrestling team just keeps getting better and better. Kai Carson's a two-time state champion. He's just coming back from an injury this year, so he doesn't have a lot of matches under his belt. But I can't, unless this injury hampers him, I can't imagine him not being a three-time state champion. I mean, his brother was, and it just kind of runs in their blood. They're, they're studs, and that's just all there is to it. Um, congratulations to him. The Graham Boys basketball went one and two at the Holiday Crossover this last weekend, beating Powder Valley and Ember, Embler and losing to Burns. They make the long trip to play Crook County tomorrow night. They're currently 3-9 and and open-up GOL play against the number one team in the state on the ninth, Baker, and Baker's really good.
0: Hmm.
1: One, of the, one of the things that kind of bothers me about LeGrand uh, basketball is their schedule. Man, like I don't want to see LeGrand playing teams like Embler and Powder Valley. I want to see them playing teams that are more, you know, like I, I get that they got, you know, they got to play a lot, you know, they got to find games. But I don't think we get better playing teams like Embler. I hate to say that, but Embler's a 2A team. They don't, they're don't. they drawn from a tenth of the people that we're drawn from in mm-hmm. the grand. And um, I, I really want to see this basketball team, you know, ad, you know, progress. And I don't think you progress playing games against Powder Valley, Embler. Granted, Powder Valley's been really good in the past. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we, we we have three wins, and two of them are against Powder Valley and Embler. I mean, we got we got to do better when it comes to scheduling. In my eyes, the girls lost a couple at the sister shootout to a very good Henley team and to Banks. Um, they got a big win versus Junction City. They uh, they turned around on Tuesday and avenged a loss to Vale, who was the number one uh, team in three A at the time. They beat uh, Vale on Tuesday, forty three to forty two. That was a huge win for the Grand Girls. They are. 9-4, and four, and they kick off GOL play against Baker on the 9th as well, right here in Le Grand. EOU men's basketball has LC State tomorrow at 2 p.m. up at Quinn, and then they turn around and play Walla Walla at 9 on Saturday, and that's that late game because of the Seventh-day Adventists. So they can't play uh-huh. during uh-huh. the day on a Saturday or something like that. And then the women do the same thing. They play LC State tomorrow at noon, and then they play Walla Walla on Saturday night at 7. And their games up at Quinn, I know for sure, are free this weekend. So if you don't have anything to do, go up there and support EOU women's basketball. They're, they're, it's free to get in. It's normally a $10 ticket. Go check them out. They're a good team. They are picked to win the CCC this year. And they're they're pretty exciting. AM Sports Report brought to you by Hobby Habit here in Grand,
0: just for the fun of it. All righty. Rock and roll cool thank you yeah all right well let's take a look at the weather outside is drizzly, <laughs> <laughs> drizzly. Oh, yeah man. what this a what summer. a weird winter we have going on here
1: well benny said this morning that like after like tomorrow the next day it's going to snow for like two weeks straight
0: yeah well that'd be awesome yeah, cool. i mean good at least it bring on the winter let's yeah. look at the weather see what that's looking like so 32 tonight Mostly cloudy, July. but yeah, it looks like Saturday snow showers, Sunday snow showers. Yeah, we we uh, at this point in the year, we really need to start the accumulation.
1: Yeah, I understand. I mean, I, I, yeah. I understand that part of it, but I. Hmm.
0: Well, and the scary thing is, is that yeah, the snow comes late, and then it gets warm, and it comes all of a sudden. Yeah, that's, and it floods the, Yeah, that and... and that's that's how it happened back in 2019. It just dumped in January. And then spring just came on like a bomb, and it all came down at once.
1: And, and when it comes late, it pushes back spring sports, too. That's yeah. It's really annoying that, you know, EOU especially, they they don't play home games until, like, March or April. Yeah. And everybody else is, you know, that's on turf and that's on the, you know, not getting snow, yeah. essentially, is playing in, you know, early 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 March or late February. Yeah. Yep. Is what it is, I guess. It's part yeah. of living in La Grande. At least the <laughs> baseball field has turf now. And the high school softball field is turf, but EOU hasn't made the transition yet for softball.
0: Yeah. All righty. Well, George Mendoza, the superintendent superintendent of the Lagrand schools, is going to be with us here in just a minute, and we'll be right back.
1: Eastern Oregon is full of interesting people, with interesting minds and interesting things to say. Here at EO Live, we're committed to connecting you to these intriguing people with EO Talks. We let our special guests share their ideas and life experiences with deep, open, engaging, and inquisitive conversations. You'll also be informed in depth on some of the most recent and relevant events, issues, and more. EO Talks on EO Live, your connection to Eastern Oregon, now on Roku.
0: Right, we're back with the grand superintendent. Superintendent. I miss this. <laughs> super don't like that word. <laughs> superintendent. I still can't get super it. Super chicken tender. <laughs> George Mendoza. Hey, how are you, man? Sometimes I super, have trouble spelling. Superintendent. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
2: Yeah, I have trouble spelling it's all good. the time. I'll like. I'll write it down, and I'll be like, okay superintendent." <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Just, Good morning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm going to do that as a segment on the show one of these days. Hard words for
0: BC to say. We're going to start
1: off with arms That's a really hard one to say.
0: Arms Budsman? Yeah.
1: Oh, well, you got it. <laughs> I don't even know
0: what that word means, though.
2: Arms like, Budsman is like
0: a, a, a advocate type. It,
2: uh, an odd Budsman system. Yeah. To, uh, make sure that people are following rules. So uh, yeah, the, yeah, another the, the yeah, organization
0: since, and and others. Yeah. Since we're here, then. So the other word I, like, avoid is differentiate. I did one. get that. It's just differentiate. differentiate. It's is like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where did you grow up? That, In Wyoming, yeah. That might, I, don't know, yeah that I was. not I, Yeah, I was differentiated at the bottom. That's the deal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Some places have, like, grammar and syntax, and mm-hmm. they'll just say twang things that take place, and then yeah. that might be why.
0: I don't know. You know, there were some words that I just... I just wasn't exposed to at all. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not even as an adult. Even now, there's like, there's a word for that. Right. That's a good word. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that thing I try and describe with two sentences actually just can come one, out in one, one word. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, I love those words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, but well, hey, glad you're here with us. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year.
2: And yeah, here we are. And thankful for you both. Thank you, you man. guys. I, I just listen in every time I hear things. I'm, I love it. I like hearing what you have to say. I love that sports segment you just did. Um, I like how you guys banter and talk about life or talk about things. It's good. Yeah, Thank it's you. funny.
0: Sometimes we, uh, you know, we don't we we don't plan at all what it is that might come up. You know, and then and but then there are sometimes we'll like spark a thing, and man, the conversation, I mean, mm-hmm. we'll have a guest, we were we were talking the other day about football, and I won't bring it back up, because, so just, yeah, anyhow, we were talking about football, and I mean, we were probably, our, our poor guest was over there for 20 minutes. <laughs> it's like, okay, we got to get them on, yeah.
2: <laughs> so,
0: so, yeah, it just, every once in a while. So, yeah, so what's, what's up in... George's world let's start there Uh, yeah it's
2: uh, it's nice we just got you know just got back from our own uh, winter break too and so hopefully lots of families went on vacation or spent time with each other at least Um, got to break bread and have some presents and uh, love on each other and I know I got to do some of that too so I traveled and I was gone for about two weeks and got to come back and you know and then uh, back to work you know so so I'm excited about that. We got good information when we came back. You know, Scott Carpenter gave me an update on attendance through the year, and um, we're about seven percent higher as a district than we were last year at mm-hmm. this time in terms of uh, nice. um, attendance. We're above ninety 90%, percent, about ninety point five percent attendance rate for regular daily attendance. And last year we were around around eighty three percent. And so he gave us data on, uh, you know. Greenwoods at about 91 percent, and they were well, you know, they were about 80 percent last mm-hmm. year. And um, Island City's around 95 percent, and they were about 90 percent last year. And so b- basically, data for all the schools, and we've been doing a lot for an attendance campaign. And so when you get data, when you start back, and you're like, oh, you know, the activities, the strategies, the um, you know, the media campaigns, right? Um, all the things that we're trying to do to promote regular attendance. Um, Showing, you know, I'll just say showing up, and so it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's a good start. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and I, and I mean, I've noticed it. I mean, the you the
0: school has those electronic billboards now, mm-hmm. you know, and as I drive yeah. by them, I I see that emphasis. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes just, just bringing attention, just making yeah. increasing an awareness about a particular problem. It's like, oh, that does matter.
2: You yeah. Know? So. Yeah. No, and that's been our goal is to. uh Raise awareness and promote you know regular attendance and then to share like a lot of concepts and skills that happen because of that you know if we if we attend regularly, we learn more if people don 't show up then it 's harder for everybody to to teach lessons or units, and it holds everybody back yeah and then the work habit you know the, just showing up showing up in life the the grind yeah, I love that yeah. that um, 's really like. <clears throat> Life is a journey or life is a marathon or life is a grind. It's one of those, like, it's, you, you have happy moments, but there's a lot of peaks and valleys and, yeah. and getting comfortable with, like, things just going this way. Yeah. Because they don't just go this way all the time. There's there's a lot of that and just yeah, just moving forward. And so I love those kinds of concepts. Yeah,
1: and it doesn't have to be a real steep mountain mm-hmm. up. It can be. Yeah. Just as long as it's not like yeah. that. I mean, you're, yeah. you're doing something, right? All right.
2: I, yeah, I love that. That stuff right there is, like, how I think. So... Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would imagine when you come back after being on vacation mm-hmm. for a bit, I mean, being a superintendent is a, like a lot of occupations where you're never really away from it. It's very yeah. much like a business owner.
2: Yeah. Well, there's you know there's emails, messages, right. uh, problems or situations, or bus this or travel this yeah. for a sport, and a problem with a boiler not working, not in, in you know, yeah. When the winter time, there's just all these things that happen, even when yeah. school's not in session. Right.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But when you're on vacation, are you able to connect, disconnect a little bit? Um, yeah. People
2: kind of help. No, because they're on vacation too. I mean, we want to well, the people not on vacation. Sometimes I would say, so this is something that as out of, out of gratitude is our custodians right. wind up staying and they're fixing and resolving or cleaning. Things that need to be done over the wintertime so they're still working. Our maintenance staff, they're taking care of facilities. They're right. making sure things are operating. They're doing bigger projects that need to get done. They do that. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, those are the employee groups that are still working. Yeah. And then secretaries or, you know, some district office staff stay, so we do have some district admin that wind up working for a week at yeah. least more. But, but in general, um, People find a way to take a week, yeah, up to two weeks off if they can. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what happens. But um, work is still taking place. So you're right. There are people still having meetings. There are people still working on reports. Um, there are people that are getting organized or reorganized again. And then there's a lot of maintenance and facilities, custodial things that happen over the winter break.
0: I'd be interested to know how much, and maybe, do you how much square footage? The school. You ever seen that number? I would
2: say I, I've been told it before. Yeah. You don't when you kind yeah. of do these um, facility studies. Right. Yeah. So I, I will say that, uh, like even even the new Wildcat Center, uh-huh. which is going really well. Right. Um, the three gyms. Right. Are like twenty thousand square feet. Just the three gyms. Right. And then. The other side of the building, which is the classrooms. Right. Each classroom is about thousand one hundred square feet, so it's about another t- ten thousand square feet total for that other side. Okay. Even more when you think of two sections. So that's going to be around, a, oh, you know, thirty five thousand square feet just that building. Yeah. Just that building, and then so the middle school is going to be roughly forty five thousand square feet, and so it's are um, they're, they're big. No, I,
0: but yeah. I mean the total, it'd be really into the, the total square footage that the school district is responsible oh, yeah. for.
2: Yeah, yeah. well, b- blocks even. When you think of the central high school and that complex with the right. track and yeah. football and, you know, the, I'll just say that's a whole block or a whole quadrant. Yeah. Yeah. And then the middle school is fairly large. That's yeah. a whole quadrant a itself. Whole block. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And then you have Island City. That's a fairly large yeah. quadrant right there. Greenwood, yeah. You know, yeah. It's a lot. If I was your
0: facilities guy, whoever that is,
2: I'd be I'd be adding that number up. I'm gonna say it's hard. You know, (laughs) I I look at our guys too. You know, if we had crazy money, I'd say those. If we had crazy money, I would have more staff. Right. I would have more people helping out with maintenance and facilities. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not a school district that has crazy money. Yeah. You know, we do have three full time maintenance. We do have um, a facilities manager that's also a working manager, Brett Sunderman. Mm-hmm. So you know, and then we also have a, a facilities person that does all transportation for food service and all of that, and also helps out. So we have at least five people just doing that. But it, I mean, in my perfect world, we'd have six or seven. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of facility. I could, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and the point being is that even when those facilities aren't being used, you got water pipes that have a possibility of breaking, or you have leaks or roof. I mean, and when you have seventy-five-year-old boilers, yeah, right, yeah. Man, right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you got to watch them. You got to babysit
2: them all the time. And yeah, and then the parts are yeah. hard to get. and yeah. then the people to fix them are hard <laughs> to find. I mean, there's stuff that makes me always like, oh, we got to, we got to invest in boilers. We need new boilers. Yeah. So we're we are getting to a point where. We've got two boilers that are, you know, over 75. But once we replace those and get new, almost yeah. all of our stuff will be 15 years or newer. Yeah. Which there are, there is technology, and there are folks that can help, and there are parts, and yeah. we're getting close to getting it so that we're there. Yeah. It takes money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But what a, I mean, it's like whack-a-mole. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're you're constantly dealing with, and. Dealing with, and we talk about this in our, I mean, it's a microcosm of what it is that you're dealing with, but, you know, dealing with not letting the urgent overwhelm the important Mm -hmm. and that balance all the time. Oh,
2: yeah. You always have to have immediate and then moderate and then long-term. Yeah. Almost everything that you're doing and you're trying to make your immediate solutions in in alignment to moderate needs that need to be addressed and long-term vision and plans. To support the overall goal or the overall facility or the yeah. overall direction yeah so it's just kind of for me there's almost always this kind of like now and how does that support you know a two I'll just say a two year three year issue and then how does that lead to right. complete you know and I'll all say, of that resolve. is just
0: facilities buildings equipment all of that is just to do the main job is to instruct always. to teach yeah to enhance to yeah. build yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Quality of life. For, yeah. For kids first. Yeah. Then staff. Right. And then families and community, but kids first.
0: Yeah. Well, so the steel, I see the steel going up. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um,
0: the steel, they're I'm on track sorry, th- or, to finish that. Yeah. They're the on steel track of with the Wildcat, Wildcat Center. Center yeah, yeah. They're
2: on track with the Wildcat Center. Um, you know, the, they call it the skeleton as well. So the, the skeleton is almost complete. They did leave a final section, um, I guess so that the, um, uh, Cranes can move about and through, because mm-hmm. um, in about two weeks, I was told, they'll be done with all of the framing. Mm-hmm. and So all of the skeleton is done. And then they'll start putting on the sides, the siding, that metal siding. Um, so then it'll start to enclose. Um, and I've been told that it, it's a beautiful thing once that siding starts to go up, because that'll probably take to another two or three weeks after that. Mm-hmm. And then it'll, it'll be enclosed. And then they start to do all the inside work. Yeah. Um, So it's been impressive. They also finished up the, um, the greenhouse. That greenhouse is huge. It's beautiful. Um, it's a significant upgrade to what we have. Um, just even yesterday, um, I was there when they commissioned the HVAC to make sure that it was in working order. So over the break, um, that got wrapped up, the um, electricity got turned on so that they had power and lighting. Now, where's the greenhouse at? I, it's, don't, I it's guess it's just above. It's in the soccer field. It's it's the, the middle school athletic field, soccer field right, area. Right, right, right. Over where they have um, our option center, alternative yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Over in that section, in the corner, mm-hmm. is the uh, greenhouse, and uh, that really is t- today. Is my understanding is they're going to have final inspection from the city, oh, cool. and then the district can take it over. Um, and Kathy Nickerson, who runs our our middle school plant sales program Mm -hmm. um, Is going to be able to start using it and be able to have her flowers ready to go plants ready to go for sale uh, in uh, Near March, which is huge. Yeah, Yeah.
1: well with that building though So the skeleton I'll bet you right now they're wishing they started about two weeks earlier because if you said they're about two weeks from being able to start working on the inside that's going to be two weeks of uh, snow. Dealing with <laughs> <Yeah>. water intrusion, <laughs> Not yeah. good weather. No,
2: and you're right. I, yeah. You know, um, Jared did say something about like, you know, he, he was, I chatt- yesterday was a meeting that I had with Jared Teeter about the progress of everything. So that was a good meeting and, and he talked a little bit about the snow coming in and water coming in and having to start dealing with that and having to get, I guess they have a variety of people that help with snow removal or water removal but it does take time and money, it slows them down. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I know how that project is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, you guys pushed just as hard as you could, just as soon as you could, just as long as you could to get it going. Yeah, yeah.
2: and honestly, those are things where, um, I, t- I told Jared, and I'm very thankful for, for Mike Becker and, and our community for supporting this, but you know, we, we put ourselves in a great spot with refinancing a bond, we then um, were able to get an awesome grant for facilities improvement, four million. That re- restructure or of the bond allowed us to ask, ask for the the difference of one91 ninety one. 91. We're really at 88 of a dollar eighty eight of of what we're what we're charging in terms of our bonds right now, not a dollar ninety one 91 or dollar ninety three or dollar ninety nine, which was once the proposal. So we're at one88 dollar eighty eight. Um, we've got really about eight point five million dollars. Um, there are things that are running their course with them. I'll just say cost escalation, all of those things, um, and, but we also got a premium on the bond and then we've also been earning some interest, so we're going to be able to build you know, three gyms and, and originally we asked for two gyms. So we're going to get three gyms and we're going to get six classrooms and originally we asked for four. Wow. And we have, so we have this big facility that's going to work out financially with the budgets that we have, not have added any cost to taxpayers and, uh, you know, where else does that happen? I mean, where where else can we do these kinds of things yeah that
0: so so let me drill this down and make it yeah. a little bit more plain because it's a it's a really good point okay so for the original bond yeah. that you asked for from the in 2014
2: 2015, in 2014 yeah. okay yeah.
0: which was a which was a big gulp for people commu- yeah. locally okay but but nothing has changed no. at all in their same obligation year. same years yeah nothing everything. has changed but because of the saving, because yeah. of refinancing, because of the awesome grant, yeah, you are able to add what a ten million dollar.
2: It's probably gonna. I mean, there's still the, the prices are still right. happening. Right, all that. right, but, but it's yeah. it's gonna be above nine million dollars. Right. Sure. Yeah.
0: I mean. I mean. So. So yeah, nothing's changed for the public, and they get nine more million dollars worth of facilities. Yeah. Did am I saying that correct?
2: Yeah, and if if anything, okay. instead of a dollar nine, it's a dollar eighty eight right, right. It's uh, less. A $1.88 per thousand per, on people's property value. tax, yeah. right, yeah. So, no. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's been nice. And then we've done, all, because of all of that, you know, definitely we've gone after a lot of facilities grants. So we've gone off after a lot of seismic grants to put on roofs and then seismically reinforce mm-hmm. our facilities. So we did that for Greenwood. We did that for the auditorium. We did that for the gymnasium. Um, that's also happened uh, at Willow prior to me. So there's, there's been things that have happened mm-hmm. um, that have just p- pushed us to really invest in our facilities, even HVAC and boiler systems that we're talking about. We've already spent in my time alone about six million dollars, maybe even seven, on HVAC and boiler system upgrades. And we still have about two million left, I'd say, yeah. to do. Um, but then that should now we're up to date with yeah. boiler systems and HVAC. I think this is totally off topic,, yeah. but it's related, and that is
0: that i I think that what I see sometimes is people are just resentful, they're angry mm-hmm. in some manner or not i mean, so i mean if they're if they're generally mad if they if they didn't want the bond to pass, if they felt like schools are getting enough money, I mean mm-hmm. whatever you've heard that all yeah. of that okay, yeah. you know and the and and the bond came through anyhow, then saving them money or making better value out of that isn't going to make them any happier because they're still resentful from the past. And and that I mean I'm running for county commissioner and I'm, I'm and I'm finding that you know there are people that are just angry. Yeah. You know, and they're resentful and yeah. it and 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 adjusting their thinking yeah is really difficult. Yeah. I mean when somebody's mad or hurt yeah. And, it, and it doesn't mean that they didn't have just yeah. they weren't, yeah. you know, they don't that their their feelings doesn't matter and mm-hmm. that, but still, yeah. it's really hard to be a thinking open-minded person when you're resentful or when you're yeah.
2: hurt. I, I, I would agree with you. I think it's it's okay to feel sad or angry or hurt or even resentful for a little bit, but you've got to move on. Yeah. Like we can't stay there very long um, because in general that doesn't fix the problem or that doesn't solve a lot of things Um, and if you've got problems with facilities if you've got problems with HVAC and if you've got problems with boilers um, option one is to raise the resources or option two is to get loans or option three is to figure out uh, what you can do to create the opportunity for things to improve whether it's grants and aid like you you still got a boiler problem or you still got an HVAC problem or you still got a facilities problem and that's not going away even if you're sad or resentful or hurt right like you still got to apply resource and strategy and figure it out. Right. And the reality is working with people, finding pots of, of resources, doing different things to create what you need to create, Like that's probably time well spent yeah. energy well spent. And um, I, I just kind of came to that epiphany, and that was probably five years ago. I just can only try to understand the past, accept what is here now, and try to move forward for the future. Right. I can't live here very long because that doesn't solve my problems. I got to accept that this is now, and this is what we have right now with the life or the context and the situation and all the variables. And then I got to make a plan to see how Mm -hmm. things can improve. And that's where I can spend my time. One
1: one of the things that people don't, and I don't think people look at it like this, but I was thinking about this the other day. Like when you really break it down, uh, uh, if you have kids, right? You're, you're basically the school is your babysitter. Okay? Well, I mean, I hate to say it like
2: that. Both but, uh, we take care of him and then you we would help them pay. With, yeah.
1: You pay for a babysitter. You should have no problem paying taxes for a school. That, that's the, I mean, to me, like, we get such a good deal. We get certified, trained people with our kids, and for a very, very small fraction of what it would cost to have them at a babysitter.
2: And they become future lawyers, and future doctors, and future builders. Yeah, they're being educated as well. Absolutely. And and it helps the economy, and it creates a a productive society, and it creates citizens that hopefully give back the same way.
0: Yeah. So here's a question. I mean, I love what you just said about the past. And just understanding it, but moving on and here's a super personal question mm-hmm. and i and and i we <laughs> always have great discussions but 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 you are uniquely i mean you were born in Mexico
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean you are i mean you depending on what's going on, you have every right to be a victim in some manner or not I mean you've been disadvantaged, but you've gotten over that i mean so how personally do you apply that? past going forward how do you you know how do you apply that to your personal life you know
2: that is personal and i I would just say whether in a lot of things whether it's uh, race or or me it's um there was a history like there's a history of things um there's stuff that's happened but living there doesn't fix your problems and i'll just say that being a victim or living there doesn't solve your problems you do have to accept understand how things are and then look at policies, look at laws, look at rules, try to make them better, try to create access and opportunity, try to remove barriers and obstacles, try to do all those things that you can with the plan of moving forward. And I have always been like, you know, if I can, I care about relationships. I care that you know me. Right. I care that I know you. Right. I care that we care about each other and that there's some kind of interpersonal understanding of each other and we care about our values. Yeah. And then let's work together for making good laws or rules or structures and in in my brain a lot of times it's like uh the american dream basically i i have been lucky enough that i came from very little started out only speaking in spanish only dreaming and thinking in spanish huh. until the point where now i can all i think about is things in the, in english and it's a hard it's harder for me to speak in spanish but the reality is i i understand all of that and then i know that well being upset about stuff and and being thinking that the rules or the laws or things are set up wrong doesn't fix my problems it's really getting along understanding rules and laws applying you know influence with policy and influence with relationships to see that how we can work to make things better and then seeing how you know what we can do focusing on better for kids or focusing on better for the community or better for families like it's really this mindset of like we're meant to make this world better I'm meant to make things better mm-hmm. in the grand yeah i don 't care if it's sidewalks or facilities or learning math or learning reading or better at sports. like my purpose is to help us to reach at you know our potential and'm that's how I spend my energy and my thoughts and having you know thoughts of you know, condemning critical thoughts of things don't solve my problems. Right. They just get, they just put you in a negative place. Right.
1: And they compound your problems. Yeah.
2: So it's like, we got to be positive and kind and supportive and grateful. <sighs> right. You yeah. know, and, and appreciate each other and work together. And that is what makes things happen. Right.
0: No, thank you. And I, I hope that was okay. No, not yeah. No, know and I, I, yeah. I mean, it's not the same, but I grew up poor. I mean, we just grew up in very modest things, you know, and so. And, I mean, I've been a very blessed person to be where I am right mm-hmm. now. But there are times that I'm still resentful for being poor. I'm mm-hmm. still mad. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, I will take on that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I will take on yeah. that us and them. You know, I mean, yeah. me and... I mean, and and, and then I have, to, I have to do a little bit of evaluation and go, what in the world are you thinking? Have you not taken inventory... Re- I mean, do you ever feel that way? I mean, no, do you ever, Even
2: today, even you, today, yeah. as I'm reflecting, because I've got, you know, we, I have at any given time, 10 different problems going on right. in the school district, right. and a lot of them You're are right. human problems. You're right. You know, and there's a we, them, and in my brain, I would, you said us, them, and I was thinking we, them. People need to remember, like, it's we, it's we, it's we. Yeah. There is no them. Yeah. Them is bad in our organization. We is good in our yeah. organization. Right. Together.
0: Right.
2: Working together, collaborating. Supporting each other, looking at the mission or the vision or the goal, and then working towards that, and not about us. Yeah. And that kind of we that we thing is important. The them part for me gets in the way of success. It what tears things down. Yeah. And so, we we is good. Um, you know, every everything that you're thinking about too, like hurt, pain, resent. Um, we all have things that trigger us, or we all have things yeah. like those adverse experiences that we've had to go through, and then they leave whatever trauma they leave. Yeah. And then we have habits that are good or habits that are bad because of that. Yeah. You know, and I have to always figure that out, too. I mean, I, I have my own, like, I, I, I'll say this personally. Um, my mom moved back to Mexico when I was in fourth grade. And that's where she stayed until I graduated from college. And my dad married five different women. So I have times where I think of abandonment. And then I think of, like, I wasn't, people weren't there for me. And then I hold on and want to control things more.
0: Right. And so gosh. I think
2: of my own little things of like, well, this happened to me, and this happened to me, and this has led this to happen here. And I have to always kind of note be self-aware, and then right. figure out how to let that stuff go and try to be better and to n- try not to control everything. Right. And right. Yeah. And, and so, peace.
0: yeah, and I and I relate to that. You have to, you have to disconnect that old thing Mm -hmm. that is pulling you in a particular direction from this thing that is not relevant to what you're feeling at all. I mean, so you're responding to a particular situation Mm -hmm. in a way that is, it's because of of what you've experienced in the past, you know, Mm -hmm. and I mean, and I'll, I'll, I mean, I just, Kyle and I were talking about this the other day, Is like, uh, you know, my uh growing up poor, it's like I, I have this hole that I still want to fill from a, as a kid. I mean, I, I still want a mini bike. I still want a snowmobile. Mm-hmm. I still want, I mean, all of those things that really are just, extra. I mean, even if I had them, it would just go in this hole of stuff that I would never use because it was unfilled when I was a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And so then, so then I have to, I have to think about my buying decisions now based upon is that something that is really mm-hmm. beneficial, or is that just going into the hole of things that I didn't get when I was a kid? Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I hear
1: you about the control thing too. Like it's so hard mm-hmm. to to when you have abandonment issues. I'm from. I have similar background. I mean, I'm, my my dad left when I was four. I never saw him again. My real dad. My mom was a heroin addict till I was nine years old. Um, and and. So one of my things that I really have to work on is the same thing, like trying not to control my environment because it makes me feel safe, and it's, and and letting that go, knowing that I don't have to do that to be safe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: It's, it's trust more. It's hard. Yeah.
1: Trust <laughs> it's really more. Hard. Uh, love more. Yeah.
2: Appreciate more, and uh, know that people are looking out, for, you know, out for you too. Um, yeah, not
1: everybody's out to get you. Yeah. you're you're, yeah. you're good.
2: Yeah. Yes. Wow!
0: What a
1: what, <laughs> Whoa, <that> a, <laughs> what,
0: well, what a yeah. What a, but man, what a great topic though, because it is so. I mean, it is so relevant because the fact is is that every leader out there, every teacher, every person, they, they've got that same thing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. and you you've, you're connected to old issues, and and it it's, it still is influencing and guiding the things that you're doing today,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know. So. All right, well, hey, let's go back to the greenhouse for a minute. Okay. So the, is the greenhouse being used by the junior high and high school, or what's the plan there?
2: Uh, high school has its own greenhouse. Okay. So they have um, two smaller greenhouses, right. actually three smaller greenhouses okay. that they use. And um, Ag's would, but really F, um, FFA uses it quite a bit. Okay. So Future Farmers of America, um, sometimes they're doing a lot, and sometimes they're not doing so yeah. much. I'll just say that with, with their greenhouse. But the... Um, Kevin Lair and Kathy Nickerson do a lot to support, but it's really Kathy that, that I see as the, the leader of what happens with um, the greenhouse with La Grand Middle School. And they do significant plant sales for the community. And they have a lot of units of instructions that that they offer as it relates to plant science. Yeah, um, And so that's a lot of time, energy, effort invested into that. And then um, really in late March or April, they start to do their plant sales. And I, I, I just always hear that they make you know just it brings in a lot of resources or money, and then it's a really good community involvement activity. Yeah, and that people it. people enjoy it. It's awesome.
0: Well, yeah. and I know that La Grand Main Street downtown they do the flower baskets every year downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that last year was the first year in the past. They we I'm not on that board anymore, but I was for years purchased those mm-hmm. flower baskets and they actually had to be brought in from the outside and i think this last year was the first year that i think it was in conjunction with ffa mm-hmm. that they grew those baskets they assembled them
2: mm-hmm.
0: and all of that stuff yeah. came from local yeah
2: that, and that may be and that would be nice um yeah i know that we do a lot of flower baskets so yeah I know that
0: which is awesome yeah, yeah. cool yeah. well what else
2: is new and good well, I'd say always things are good. too. Um, one of the things I think I just want to dispel because I've been hearing, you know, the electric bus, um, us having ten or eleven electric buses. The reality is, we applied for a grant um, along with Midco, and Midco is really the would be the owners of of any electric bus. Um, and in our school district, I'm interested in having two electric buses. Um, it really is a grant process there's a law where um, where the EPA is making basically ORS for Oregon law is making rules on having to have bus emissions lowered by 2025 and the EPA is giving grants for electric buses Um, and for us to have two electric buses that we would use in our fleet which is we have about 14-15 buses in our fleet and it would just be city routes to see how electric buses work for us Mm -hmm. Um, and also Midco would pay for the infrastructure. It would be cost neutral for us to, to get any kind of electric buses. Um, and then in the infrastructure for, for us to charge electric buses would also be Midco. And the reality is I do think our future has more electricity, whether it's electric cars or electric buses. And starting slow by having two buses um, and dipping the toe, basically, and being yeah. methodical is something that I'm, I'm normally I'm interested in. I'm not usually like, let's do things um, and be the futuristic everything. I'm probably, I'm not here, or I'm somewhere here of what I want to see for our school district, but electric buses are, are part of what I think the future is, and starting slow with two is something I'm interested in. Um, but I think the paper wound up saying we were after 10 or 11. And it's like, no, we're not, I'm not going to try to get you know, <laughs> They just
1: made it up. No, like, hey, let's just you know, it's, it's We're we we're <laughs> 10 or 11. Yeah, it's it's
0: funny. Way. I was at a family event, over Thanksgiving and it came up that one of the cousins or something was, got an electric car or whatever. And one of one of the older members of the family said, is there anything more woke than driving an electric car? Wow. That was what, you know, and I I was surprised by that. But it's yeah. like, cause it's like, I mean, yes, everything is going towards electric. I mean, and it does not matter what your political <laughs> persuasion is. Yeah. You know, what, I mean, what I do resent is us being pushed into something that isn't really economically viable yeah.
2: yet, but it will be. Yeah, I mean that, even, Yeah, yeah. Well said. And even because uh, I get to see some of the research, of course, before that we, we make any decision, and um, the reality that they have right now is even the use of an electric bus compared to um, fuel is about sixty percent less than what it is to pay for fuel, if as long as you have the infrastructure. And for us, I only want to see them used in the city. I just want to see them used in routes like what we have. And why not? And then have enough buses, too, that if things don't work out, well, we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, Even diesel buses have things that don't work out with combustible engines, too. Like, there's going to be things. I don't expect things to be perfect, but I do expect us to understand and accept and improve as time goes on. Um, And really, uh, again, two buses... Infrastructure, no cost to Legrand, no cost to Legrand School District, same as what we've already had in our contract with Midco, um, and you know, just moving forward with some of the things that are happening in this world. In the, I, re, yeah. I
1: I got a good electric car joke for you. Okay. Why should you never uh, take have, an electric car down a dead end road?
2: Because it you'll be stuck around.
1: with no outlet.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And I, I just would say, like, <laughs> candidly, I do have an electric car, so it's not like I, I do have one. Um, and
1: you don't look like an electric car. Man. No,
2: I love trucks. I'll just say that <laughs> trucks are my favorite. Um, but I also like saving on gas, so yeah, I course. would say that. So well, and, and that, yeah. it's been it's been very cost cost effective, and it's true. Like, the battery of of making it work 220 miles, whatever round trip, and then having to always charge it that's that's not fun. I mean that's yeah. easy at home and around town, right? But yeah. if you're going to Portland or you're going far away, you gotta find a charge. You're gonna find, yeah. And you better—it's better just for me to take a a, a car with a combustible engine or right. a hybrid and let's right. let's drive that. And I try to do those types of things, right? But I also think again, it's like I've owned hybrids myself um, since 2010, and it wasn't until last year where I finally decided. Like I've had hybrids for a long time, Camrys and. Um, Prius and Highlanders, like I'm comfortable wanting to see what an electric car can do. Yeah. And and seeing how that works out for me. And then if I like it, I like it. And if I don't, I don't. Yeah. And it's really that that's almost how I think on a lot of things. I, I'm not like way over here a lot of times. I'm somewhere in here. Right. Probably pushing more towards progress because right. that's how I'm wired. But Well, and I
0: yeah. it just it just makes sense in those kind of I mean I guess the point where it makes economical sense. Mm-hmm. That's when I mean you know when when electric cars are not heavily subsidized and they're paying for themselves and people are buying them for the purpose of saving money, uh, you know I mean yeah. then that that and that tip, that's it's coming that is getting to that point you know, mm-hmm. so, but no I think that, but while we're here though I want to what what other things in the school district do you want to highlight that is money from the outside that is designated from a sp- for a particular purpose, that if you didn't spend it for that purpose, like the electric bus, Mm -hmm. if you didn't spend it, you wouldn't get it?
2: Well, you know, I think things like Tiger House um, or even Awesome Grant with with the the seismic things and then the Awesome Grant with the $4 million for Wildcat Center. um, Like Tiger House, we wound up getting a $515,000 federal gr- grant, I'm trying to remember what the, the, the full name is, but it's a Congressional Spending Bill. So mm-hmm. Congressional sp- Spending Bill, widened um, and Merkley have helped to us get that grant, um, and that could only be used for Tiger House, so it did allow us to move forward and to make sure that we had the equipment, the materials, the supplies, mm-hmm. um, to, to basically be able to build um, and construct um, our first Tiger home, which is really a townhouse. Mm-hmm. And it's a private partnership also with, with um, the hospital so that they can support with staff housing. Um, and they're also, of course, um, we did a market analysis um, for building a home for an end buyer. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're, we're going to be in a contract with them where they're going to pay a significant amount of money for that house. Right. And so all, all of these things are not general fund dollars. Those right. are things that are more outside dollars that we use to create a lot of things. You know, when, when we talked about the the Wildcat Center, we got a four million dollar awesome grant that we could only get if we had a passing bond. Right. And we did a lot of all these other things with creative financing of, of uh, refinancing the debt that we had from the bond, making sure that it was going to not increase what we were currently paying, keeping the same terms, doing all of that, but we wouldn't be able to have build the Wildcat Center for four point five million dollars. Right. We would only you know, we would need right. that four million dollars from the Awesome grant. Same thing with um, when you see the auditorium and that it's been um, remodeled, that was all seismic grant, 2.5 million dollars, and you see um, uh, you know the gymnasium that was also, um, I'll just say seismically reinforced in greenwood. All of these things are outside dollars, and if we don't get them, or if we don't have those funds, we can't use them for any other purpose. When we do summer school, and we used to have summer school money, they didn't do it this last year, but they did for the previous two years. Um, those are use, you know, use it or lose it funding. Mm. Right. And it comes from the state so that you can do summer school activities. You can do camps and grants and different you know, things for kids in the summer and to do transportation. And we were given money to be able to do transportation. So we actually purchased um, uh, three SUVs um, t- for us to be able to do more with transportation using those fu- funds that were really for a purpose that purpose there's a like I could go on right there's tech grants that we get we got we got a five hundred fifteen or hundred five hundred fifty thousand dollar grant for health and wellness for students and staff Um, we've received now over five hundred thousand dollars maybe six hundred thousand dollars in tech grants that can only be used for
0: tech did you get some uh, funding for the display boards for the billboards or is that because I've noticed a lot of schools some some of that
2: is being used by um, Awesome grant dollars okay. or not awesome grant um ESSER funds at Elementary School Secondary mm-hmm. uh, Relief Act. So yeah. the money that we got from COVID. Right. Yeah. So some of those things have helped pay for HVAC, yeah, to help keep staff, yeah. to help with facilities improvements. Um so and but some some of that also was general fund mix. So you know though I would say we probably wouldn't had the the reader boards without general fund dollars as well. Yeah. But when when we find different pots of funds, we try to find right different funds to help us create what we need to create
0: well and the reason this is important is because we tim sidell was here talking about the grand staircase that they're working on and stuff you know and i mean that's four million bucks i think is what it is that wouldn't be coming into the community at all if it wasn't for that particular project
2: yeah and that was grant funded right exactly and that's the point yeah the
0: point is because people will look at that and go well why don't we work on the roads or why don't we and I'm, and the, I'm, they do that with the school district, too, I'm sure. You know, yeah. It's like, well, how can we afford to do that when we can't, you know, yeah. whatever yeah.
2: it might be. No, you know? and then you're, but you're right. Once you have targeted funds, you have targeted funds, and they are to go after yeah. the things that you say you want to do with those targeted funds. Yeah. And yep. you can't necessarily just do something else with it. Once we pass a bond for a Wildcat Center, and if we say we're going to build a Wildcat Center and it's going to improve HVAC, HVAC yeah. Those are the only two things we can do. Right, you can't turn around and hire two teachers with that money. It is only for building that building and improving HVAC. Yeah, that's it. And if I have extra, we have extra. We give it back, however we give it back, or we lower tax rates with that. So it's it's this. uh, Once they're targeted and given in a grant format, that and there are people that monitor how you're spending it. There There are (laughs) uh, auditors. There are. I'm sure there's community members that monitor. Everything (laughs) has like I'll just say. When people sometimes think there's not rules and laws, there's a lot of rules and laws. Yeah. And guess what superintendents do? They do their best to follow rules and laws and to make sure that people follow rules and laws. And then fix it if we don't. Yeah. Like, fix it if we make right. m- mistakes. Um, but there is a lot of uh, scrutiny and oversight. And if we misuse funds, we're definitely told, <laughs> internally and externally, if we're misusing funds. Yeah. Well, George, thank you. Anything else
0: you want to cap on before we quit?
2: I would say one thing that triggered is the uh, EOU and uh, our partnership with EOU. People don't always realize it. It, We have a very, very strong um, partnership between the district and Eastern Oregon University. Um, They help with tutoring our kids, um, K-5 through in reading. They help with uh, lunch buddy programs and mentoring our kids. Uh, Their athletes come in. That might be a great story. Their athletes come in and they wind up Spending time with our students um, during lunch and going over character values. Um, They run a, you know, an outdoor program with us and for us. They, um, we do a lot of collaboration with student teachers. Um, I I could go on. There's this hub right now that we're calling it um, EOU Hub at the high school, where they have part-time people, or not? They're working full-time, but they're part-time at our high school making connections, meeting and greeting our students, helping them out with financial aid applications, scholarship applications, and applications into college, and get them getting to know programs and services that EOU offers. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of things going on where EOU um, has a significant footprint in the, rela- in the activities or the relationships or the learning that takes place in our school district. As it should be,
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Well, good stuff. Yeah. Hey, thank you for yeah. being on. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. always a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and meaningful. So thank you.
1: You want to get us out of, out of here? It. Yeah. Let's do it. On this day, which is January 4th, 1847, Samuel Colt sells the first revolver to the United States government. 1847. 47. Samuel Colt. 1863, four wheeled roller skates are patented by James Plimpton in New York. 1959, USSR's Luna-1 becomes the first spacecraft to leave Earth's gravity. 2010, the Burj Khalifa, the world's tallest building at 2,722 feet, is officially opened in Dubai. 2021, South Korea, who already had the world's lowest birth rate, records more deaths than births in in a year for the first time ever. More people died in South Korea in 2021 than were born, which is crazy because that happens nowhere but there. was well, probably
0: because of COVID, though, right? Maybe. Well, I mean, but still, possibly, yeah. But yeah. it didn't happen anywhere else. Yeah, there were
1: right. still more births than deaths anywhere else in the world during COVID. Interesting. Except for South Korea, huh? 2022. Toyota becomes the first foreign automaker to top the United States in sales, which was partially because of supply issues, but it's still the first foreign car to be the top-selling car in the United States ever. The number one song in the country on this day in 1983, Maneater by Holland Oates. (laughs) And the quote of the day comes from Thomas Edison. Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. That's a pretty simple one. It's pretty cut and dry. Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try one more time.
0: Good stuff. That's it. All right. Thank you, George. Thank you, Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, we'll see you all next Tuesday right here.